welcome to Date Minds Think Alike. In this episode, we are going to talk about my old flame. So if you did not see the last episode, there's a lot of really good details, a lot more backstory. So you guys could kind of be a little bit more caught up on everything, uh, a little bit easier to follow and understand. So if you haven't heard that one, then you can definitely pause, listen to the previous one first, or see if you can figure it out (laughs) uh, by listening to this one and then going back to the other one. So let's get right into it. I met this guy, rekindled the relationship named Jacob, and I... At this point, I'm going to be honest, I'm scared of being ghosted again. It's one thing to be on a dating app and then to be ghosted without meeting each other. But the more I meet you, it gets scarier and scarier that you're going to ghost me. I just ask for communication. And that's like the biggest thing for me. So... I have never ghosted someone that I have never ghosted someone that I was dating, that I was actively dating. I'm not talking about someone I went on a few dates with and you know it wasn't consistent and it was all of that. Like that's different like if I'm officially your girlfriend I've never ghosted someone like that's definitely one of those things it's like okay you need to be able to communicate and so going from that mindset to having someone that did that to me has been really difficult to navigate um it's been very hard to process and I feel like I'm kind of running on fear that everyone has a timer attached to them. And at some point, they're just going to ghost me. It's like, okay, how long can I have you before you ghost me? How long can I have you before you ghost me? And so at this point, it's getting kind of scary because I'm really starting to detach myself from people. And I know... I do get excited. I do have emotions and I do get very excited when I am optimistic about someone. But when we're doing stuff together, I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm probably not going to see them again. So I'm probably like, and it's not on my side. I do want to see them again, but it's like, I'm probably going to get ghosted after this. So yeah, that's cool. Um, And so... Me and Jacob ended up seeing each other a second time um, recently. And uh, for those that did not listen to the previous episode, we had been together, you know, maybe four or five times um, just by going on dates. And that was like last year, a year and a half ago. And so he re-met me and I lost 100 pounds since then. And so I'm trying to build confidence now from my previous relationship with the guy that did ghost me. I am a lot more sex positive. I'm a lot more, it's okay to have sex. And it's not that people hate my body. It's not that people think that I'm gross. That might cause someone to ghost me. There have been absolutely beautiful, beautiful women 
that end up being ghosted after sex because that's all the person wanted and there have been you know and, and that stuff happens and it's not their fault either there have been people that are like extremely great handsome men that could give the girl the world and she ghosts him after sex it happens that way too and again it might have nothing to do with the guy it might have nothing to do with the girl that was ghosted and so like i'm trying to put that in perspective and my previous relationship even though it was only two weeks it did give me a lot more sex positivity it made me feel a lot better um anyway so in my head i had a feeling we were probably gonna have sex because i had already you know shaved and prepped myself and um so for me before so as a, a side tangent i had this thing that i thought how do i know that i smell decent down there like how do i know that and it's still something that I struggle with because I know there are some people, like I had a friend in college that was, this might be TMI, that she would like put her hand down there and then taste it and be like, okay, but I can't bring myself to do that. Like, I just feel like it's not for me to do that. And so, you know, I ended up overcorrecting where you know women in general are not supposed to smell like daisies and we're not supposed to smell like you know cologne down there and and it's funny because men don't smell like that down there like when they end up shooting into again your TMI into your mouth and you do taste them it doesn't taste like flowers and fruit loops it just doesn't. Some people have a bitter taste. Some people have a more mild taste. It really just depends on their body and what they eat. And so anyway, I was overcorrecting and I would give myself accidental UTIs. I would, you know, give myself like... Because... The same way with cologne, if you spray cologne on your wrist and you spray cologne on someone else's wrist, it smells different on both of you because your body just mixes with it. And so when I started overcorrecting by using those vagicils and those things like that, it almost made me feel like I smelled musky down there because of the mix. It was like my body didn't like the scents. And so... I started hearing people saying, okay, use more neutral things. So I ended up switching to this scent. Uh, like it's like almost like a scentless thing. And that also made me feel like I didn't smell fresh. So I started using um, a douche and that one was just like the regular... Uh, I think it says like non-scented, just has like vinegar and stuff. That one worked really well, but you do smell a little vinegary. And so eventually I ended up going to a gynecologist just for a routine checkup. And I ended up asking them about it. And she's like, and I recommend this for people that maybe have a similar situation where it's just like, 
I feel like I'm out of balance pH-wise anytime I use anything that's scented, but I feel like other things don't do a good job or I feel fresh. And so she recommended these pH, um, it's called Borac, uh, I think it's called like Dr. Borac or something, um, these suppositories that you stick up there and you use it like before bed and then you ended up, you know, you end up peeing it out in the morning and you can notice a difference right away. So like if you do have a type of odor, even if it's not just from pH balance, like imbalances or from a scented soap, well, let's just say you do have a fishy odor or you do feel musky and it's just like regular stuff not doing it. The pH um, suppositories do so well. You could just get them over the store. You don't need like a prescription or anything. And that's that helps. So anyway, I ended up using one of those and I used it uh, in the morning. And, you know, uh, I know I should have used it overnight, but I just didn't have time. And I, I peed it out, took a shower, did all that, freshened up. And so in my head, there was like a big chance of us having sex. And he seems like a very sexual person. So I was like, okay. Um, so we were cuddling and stuff and it started getting hot and heavy. And we ended up, you know, one thing led to another, we ended up being intimate. And it was really nice. Um, a part of me felt... I didn't feel used, but it did suck that he had to leave shortly after because of work. But that was something that he had told me before we even had sex. So that was one thing. But he did lay with me and and hold me and stuff like that after. And he did text me when he got home. Um, and he did say he wanted to see me again. So hopefully that is true and not just talk. But I don't know. So we will see. And it was an enjoyable night. We didn't try anything new or special, but this guy is a lot stronger than my ex. He can like grab both of my ankles with one hand because he has big ass hands. And um, he is well endowed. And he is super handsome. And it's funny because sometimes when he talks, this like little southern accent comes out. And he's very good at comforting me because I naturally just apologize all the time. I'm like, I'm sorry for blah, blah. I'm sorry for that. Like, um, I would say just things about my body as we're having sex. I'm like, oh, sorry about this or sorry about that. You know, like apologizing for my body. And he would say, oh, like never apologize for this. <laughs> he's like, no, this is great. He's like, oh, never apologize for that. I, I like that about you. And and so like he was very comforting and reassuring. And like that made me feel more comfortable. And I don't know, we had a good talk afterwards. And I'm hoping that I see him again. But I'm like self-soothing myself at this point where it's like if he doesn't want to see me again or he doesn't reach out or something like it's not me it's probably just something with him and I'm trying to get myself not to like him a lot because I already feel that like I could like this guy a lot and it's scary because I've already been ghosted recently and I actually ended up kind of showing and revealing my insecurity with him by telling him at least two or three times 
Like, all I ask is that you don't ghost me. Like, communicate if you don't like me or something. Like, tell me, don't ghost me because I've already dealt with that enough and I'm already recovering from that. And he's like, oh, I would never ghost you. But of course, that's what the other guy said. And so, like, I definitely take that with a grain of salt because I've already experienced someone that not only lied to me, but ghosted me. And even throughout the very short relationship was telling me white lies. He would reveal stuff to me and he would say, oh, well, I didn't tell you this before because blah, blah, blah. And a lot of them were like little white lies, like hiding you know, habits that he has that could be deal breakers for people. Like he likes vaping and he likes smoking pot. And like, those weren't things that were communicated to me. Cause if I could choose someone, I wouldn't choose that just as my personal preference. I know people all have different preferences. I know some people seek out people that do that. I know people that, you know, seek out people that just smoke pot, like whatever, but like people have preferences and that's mine. And then he had a kid that he didn't tell me about that was apparently not legally so not biologically his kid but by but legally his kid because he claimed it and so like he went from a guy that had one kid which already was a lot for me to two kids and so like I don't know what the next secret would have been and so yeah but I know that it seems like I'm moving fast this is my third sexual partner within probably a five or six week period which is a lot that is a lot for me at least but I have history with two of these guys um Jacob I had history with and then the other guy that I slept with I had known him from like early in the year we never we never met um but then we re- we reconnected and we ended up you know, meeting a couple times and, and sleeping together and uh, the moment just caught us, I guess. And I uh, I think that was the worst sex I've ever had <laughs> was with that guy, <laughs> with was with the first guy um, because he, first off, I know people say size doesn't matter and it's how you use it. And that is true. That is 100% true. But he didn't know how to use it. And he also didn't have a good size. So it was both. Um, Then during sex, he said, I'm only doing this for you. So I don't have to finish. And so like that also made me feel uncomfortable because it's like, wait, is this not enjoyable for you? Um, he only was in there for like a very short time. It was almost like three pumps. And then, um, my IUD ended up like causing me to bleed very, very, very slightly. Um, and so he was like, oh, you're bleeding. And then like, he couldn't finish. But I wasn't bleeding like crazy. It was just like extremely like almost like a pale pink, you know, like it was barely any blood. And so like, I don't know if he's one of those people like faint at the sight of blood. I don't know. But 
yeah, so, I mean, he still talks to me, and he was like, oh, we need to do that again, and in my head, I'm like, I don't want to, like, I, I, like, you were the worst sexual partner during sex that I've had, he's, he's a very good person, though, um, the aftercare was nice, um, he treated me extremely well, and, um, it was just the sexual act that was the worst that I've had, but, um, everything else was great, he's a very nice person, um, this guy was the best, like, one of the best sexual partners I've had. Um, I feel like there's a lot of, like, raw material there that could, like, create something amazing. Uh, like Jacob. But I, I don't know what he's looking for, you know? Like, someone can say, I'm looking for a relationship, and they're not. And I don't know, because... I don't know. Like I Like, I don't have feelings for him right now. I don't feel all these magical things when I see him yet, but I feel like I could. I feel like I could develop that pretty quickly for him. And I hope he can develop it for me. And he's not all talk, but I don't know. Like, it's just like harder for me to do things emotionally because of my last relationship where I started putting some you know emotions in there and already it was just like I'm not going to communicate with you I'm just going to ghost you and so I know it's hard to not carry that into a new relationship so I don't know it's just been a lot but anyway that is it for date minds think alike have a good one